0: everyone. Welcome to Your Life, Your Design podcast. My name is Sophie Ku, and I'm so grateful to have you accompany me today as we talk about some ways of life that work uniquely for you so that you can start living the life that you love by design and not by default. Currently, into the third quarter of 2021. And I'd like to start by sharing with you why I chose to start this brand new podcast, and also why now. I enjoy listening to podcasts. I remember I used to always tune into Oprah Winfrey's Super Soul. In the more recent years, I found myself listening to podcasts like Freakonomics Radio, which is a spin off from his book series called Freakonomics. I absolutely love the fascinating and out-of-the-world perspectives that I gathered from each episode. And then there's also Caffeine for the Soul by Michael Neal, and most recently, Hidden Brain. I really enjoy how the host uses part science, part storytelling, to uncover some of the unconscious patterns that drive human behavior, influence our choices, and impact our relationships. I realized by listening to them share their views, their stories, and also from the interviews that they conducted with their guests, I've learned and continue to learn a great deal about myself and about how I operate in life. Well, this allows me the space for myself to examine if this way of operating or this way of being creates the life that I love to live. My intention with the Your Life, Your Design podcast is for us to have raw, honest, and imperfect conversations together, to explore, to learn, and to experiment with the different life tools you might find from these conversations. Many at times, in my own personal journey, to become not so much anymore a better person version of myself, but a version of myself whom I like, whom I love and am content with at any given point in time. I found that listening to these experiences and perspectives of others, from the ontological, from a somatic, from a psychological, philosophical, or even sociological standpoints, have given me clarity in the way I want to navigate life. Moving forward, they provided me with necessary soft skills that improved my ability to manage my behaviors, my thoughts, my emotions in a more conscious and productive way, especially in my interactions with others and with different situations. Um, Maybe not just productive, but ways that are more aligned with my personal values that I know I will be proud of myself for. Now, I remember coming across one of Jim Rohn's um, quotes. Jim Rohn is an entrepreneur and an author. This quote um, reads, Your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development because success is something you attract by the person you become. So learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. That's a philosophy that I resonate with a lot. And that's why I believe it's so important to dedicate time every day to develop ourselves into the person we are committed to be, to the life we are committed to have, to achieve the success we desire in different areas of our life, however we define those successes to be. So maybe this podcast can be considered something like a life's necessary soft skills self-management podcast. Well, I hope that it will do the same for you, like what this other podcast did for me, to start designing the life you love to live, instead of living it to an automatic default. In today's first episode, let's just have a casual chat and connect from there. So it's officially October 2021 second year into the pandemic. Many experienced this an even more trying and challenging year as compared to the last. So how are all of you doing? In Singapore, being such a small country, the cabin fever is real. Now coupled with one of the stricter measures and border controls, when other parts of the world are opening up, situation can seem to be increasingly grim. Now, the current situation is, I I can describe it as being hovering between red and green light at varying intervals. I I can no longer tell what phase we're in anymore. Now, I remember telling myself as we crossed over to 2021 to embrace this coming year as it will definitely be a better one as compared to the last year, right? Uh, Ten months on. <laughs> yes, I must admit that there had been wonderful days, which I'm truly, truly grateful for. The other times, I don't feel the fatigue of the constant need to think about new ideas and ways of doing things. Um, I've, I've, I feel that fatigue nibbling at me. Like a low grade but chronic stress. Well, it felt, well, and still feels like I've been busy doing so much, and yet the results and the outcomes just pales in comparison. So instead of waiting for 2022 to make a new year resolution, in the name of what this podcast is all about, your life, your design. So my life, my design, I decided to make a new year resolution at quarter three of 2021. Now, throughout the years, with the help of my mentors and my coaches, I've managed to streamline my new year resolutions. And I'm, again, very grateful for that because if I hadn't, I'm sure I would have been irrationally insisting that those plans caught up with the changes Right now, with the current uncertainties, it would have been an impossible while goose chase. Uh, what I have done instead is to focus on one thing: this one thing can be a value, it can be a per- it could be a principle, it can be a way of being, it could be also a soft skill that I want to pick up or to enhance. And this you know, this, this focusing on one thing works so much better for me rather than having a long to do list. As it made it simpler. No, I said simpler, not easier. <laughs> okay, it made it simpler for me to check in and monitor my progress, whether or not I'm doing the right thing, or whether or not I'm aligned to my values, or whether I'm on the right track. So my new year resolution for what's left of the year and beyond is to conserve my personal bandwidth. Now, bandwidth has been one of the more uh, commonly used words that I've heard over the last two years. Actually Actually, more than that, more than two years. Now, technologically... Bandwidth refers to the amount of data or information that can be transmitted over a given time frame, usually calculated in a second. What about personal bandwidth? What is it exactly? Now, a well-known um, Hungarian-American psychologist named Mihai Csikszentmihalyi defined personal bandwidth as our supply of attention which is limited and scarce. He estimated that we can each process between 90 to 126 beats of information per second. What does that mean? What can we accomplish with this limited attention capacity? Now, to, ex- to, to further explain that, um, he estimated that listening to a conversation takes about 40 beats per second or about one-third to one-half of our personal bandwidth. That's why it's so difficult to listen to multiple conversations at a go, or to play games or sports while listening to a conversation. So this personal bandwidth, which is our supply of attention, is a limited resource. I believe those of you who are listening right now probably feel the same. So for a long time now, the first thing i do the moment I wake up every day is to reach for my phone to go through all the notifications and messages that I've missed out when I was sleeping. And then throughout the day, I'd also spend a good amount of time being glued to my phone. Most evenings, especially just before bedtime, no matter how exhausted I am, I'd continue to be on my phone, scrolling away, even though I was already tearing nonstop from yawning. And then I would always realize after that I had joined the FOMO bandwagon. Fear of missing out on important information. So I hoard any information I can get hold of, which often led to information overload and anxiety, which is a state of increasing stress levels as a result of having too much information to make clear and accurate decisions. Over the past year and a half of the pandemic, to, even till today as we speak, many of us have switched to working from home. Now, ideally, this should be a smooth, relaxing and easy transition, right? I mean, there's no need to commute during the rush hours or to physically rush from one meeting to another at different locations. But it turned out that it wasn't the case for so many people. In fact, many were not happy working from home. So why is that? Uh, Many of us realized that conserving our personal bandwidth without the structure of an office environment or the structure of a time pressure that's imposed on us was not the easiest thing to do. It's such an irony when I realized that it was so much more difficult to not get distracted the more freedom I have from this removal of a structure. And that is just for me. I can only imagine for those who have school-going children doing home-based learning, how much more challenging um, that is to the parents to mindfully conserve their bandwidth. So the amount of information and data out there that we are each exposed to and also creating in this digital age or what I like to term as information is king society contributes hugely to something called information pollution. And this is not stopping anytime soon. So just to give you an idea of just how much data there are out there I'll give you a couple more data So in the year 2020, on the average, each of us created about 1.7 megabyte of data per second. Over 300 billion emails are sent out every day. And 90% of the world's accumulated data was created in the last two years. In terms of social media, 350 million photos are uploaded to Facebook alone every day. Now, there's a lot of information out there that we're exposed to and creating as a result as well. Can you imagine? In the past, people could only interrupt us at work by calling us on the landline Okay, many of us don't even have a landline anymore. Or people could all, only interrupt us by literally walking into our office. Now, they can do so by email, by pinging you through instant messaging, um, text and voice messages. And the list goes on. So the second strategy that I have started to experiment with is to ensure that I make good use of my spare time. Yes, first I need to have spare time, right? Now, I'm, I find that I'm able to do it that from the first strategy. So what I mean by making good use here is probably not the conventional productive use, which to many might mean using up whatever balance bandwidth that you're left with. In fact, what I mean is the opposite, is using the balanced bandwidth to either rest, to digest, or to manage the information that we've absorbed, rather than adding on new data. And what I've um, often observed, myself included, is that we spend most, if not all, our spare time glued to our phones or any kind of screens whether it's playing games, binge-watching Korean series, chatting or replying to messages and emails. You know, of course, making use of our spare time for these can seem like we are efficiently using our time. But are we really efficient when we do that? Because by doing so, we actually rob our brain the time it needs for rest and space the space that's necessary for us to step back and observe or check in with ourselves to better manage ourselves. I think we we absolutely can benefit from having this time and space. So I've been working from home since way before COVID. And it's just too easy for me to sit in my office the entire day, getting lost in work and information. So what I've been doing is deliberately incorporating a get out for a sit-down coffee every day. Well, it doesn't really have to be coffee, even if it's just to get out for a walk, walk at the mall or at the beach, or just around the neighborhood, and then do nothing other than that. Well, doing nothing here means I do not have a specific purpose, other than to maybe people watch, <laughs> and or just be present with my surrounding um, as I walk, for example. Again, even though this also does take up personal bandwidth, right? Being able to just be nothing but present with the, uh, with the environment or people does allow me to feel much more relaxed and light. So now, this might sound really simple, right? But I promise you, it takes a lot of commitment and practice. And firstly, to overcome my own judgment conversation, questioning my own productivity. Conversations like, and I feel so lazy and unproductive doing nothing. Cannot, cannot. This won't do. I need to be more uh, productive. I need to make my time spent more effectively and efficiently. I can't just be doing nothing. Sounds familiar? <laughs> well, we're so ingrained to believe that all our waking hours need to be productive. Oh, that's probably one big reason to our burn out. So using whatever balance of personal bandwidth that we have to rest, to manage or digest the information that we have absorbed, is truly really being productive in the use of time. As you're actually conserving your bandwidth for times that you really need, The third and final strategy, and one of my all-time favorites, is outsourcing or requesting support from others to help you conserve your personal bandwidth. Now, I've known this for a while now, but only conceptually, and always had the belief that, no, I'm better off doing this by myself, since I know it best. For example, managing my social media. Uh, both content and creative. Now, I love doing them. I love creating content. I love the creative work itself. But I take such a long time doing them. Now, remember the rabbit hole that I was talking about earlier? Yes, I fall into so many of them um, in this process of creative and content work. So no, not the best use of my time. And then things got busier and I could no longer manage it without help. And also having worked uh, through this mindset of I need to handle all this by myself thing with my coach. Coupled with um, perfect timing of a uh, recommendation, I finally engaged my VA, my virtual assistant, Paige, who is not only a wealth of information, but super efficient, super effective in what she does. And then all my considerations, my beliefs, my reasons for delaying the need to have one were totally debunked. I'm now able to spend more bandwidth doing the actual coaching work with clients because of Paige's um, expertise. So yes, outsourcing and requesting support from others will greatly help you in conserving your personal bandwidth. I've also realized something. I realized that many important things in my life are often just right before my eyes when I choose to see them. So wouldn't it make sense for us to pay attention and focus our limited bandwidth on these important things instead? Things that are meaningful to us and things that bring fulfillment to our lives. And as for the rest, well, just outsource them. It is really more important to conserve our limited bandwidth. I hope you've gotten some value from today's content. Content that will inspire you to design the life you love to live. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe to, to rate, and to give a review on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, or Google podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate that very much. So this is Sophie Ku, and you've just listened to the first episode of Your Life, Your Design podcast. Until the next episode, take care and stay safe.